Hello, everybody, and welcome to Silverline Behind the Frame, episode number 15. And on this episode, we have Wayne Carlton, who started Native by Carlton and has been making game calls for over 35 years. And he shares the backstory of game calls and also how the industry has changed and evolved. And we're also joined by our good friends, Randy and Candy Yao, who share about how they have been able to get women outdoors and teach them valuable skills through the ladies hunting camp. We are going to get this started. So I, I don't know if I told you that this uh, podcast, we're calling it Behind the Frame. And so our company, we do video and photography work, right. and we get to work with different people in the industry, but you don't always, you know, you see the videos and you see the pictures and, you know, a lot of people see that, but not everybody knows what goes into, you know, creating this business or uh-huh. how, how right. someone started to get to where they're at today. And, um, so that's what we're kind of wanting to delve into with, uh, so we got, we got Wayne Carlton, just the, the legendary, uh, man with us right here. So, and then we also have Randy and Candy Yao. So thank yeah. you guys for joining the podcast today. Mr. Gotcha. Michael, Mike and Ness. Micah. Micah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we met Micah on a sheep hunt with Adam Weatherby yes. a couple years ago. Yeah. Had some fun. Had a, spent a week together roaming across the desert and had a good time catching rattlesnakes yep. and oh, shooting man. sheep. Oh, not a, not a mountain, but a desert. It was a it desert. Is. There was a few was mountains, mountains but, uh, but yeah, that was it's my first desert. time hunting sheep in a desert. I mean, but yeah. uh, have, have you hunted in that area over in uh, Oregon? We were in, what part of that was it? That's um, South Central. Yeah. Oregon, that but. sounds like where I drove through one night. That's exactly. <laughs> and I drove, <laughs> I drove 12 hours, and it looked the same where I got as to what I had left. <laughs> I mean, it I is, could, I there's a done. lot of similar terrain Holy over there. God. Yeah. And so, I'm look, I get on a ridge, and I'm looking, and I says, Jesus, don't stop. And uh, I feel like you've driven a lot of different places, huh? Oh well, I did that one, didn't I? I finally, I finally called these folks. I said, "I'm just going to spend a night on the side of the road. I'll catch you in the morning." I so they, they sent out a search crew. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah. you, you, how long have you uh, known these oh, these these people? Wow, five or six, seven years. We've oh, been yeah, good friends and yeah. How did that? I, how did you guys first meet? I think it was a trade show, wasn't it? A trade it? show. Nice. Yeah, I just at a trade show. Yeah, we it was at the went up. RMEF there in uh, Vegas. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That would have been it. And he yeah. said we were the cutest couple. Oh. I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Hey, he was lying. Yeah, because it's true. Only Come on ha- now. It was half true. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, the, Matt, they were the matching couple of the show. There you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. But now I got to go fast forward seven years. And I saw him going by this morning. And the space between them was a little wider. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on her face was like, oh, are we there yet? <laughs> and, Thanks, Wayne. and he was headstrong going right into the wind. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I, I do that a lot. So I observe, don't I? I, get oh, it. I, get I, it. I pick stuff Once up. Once I'm yeah. on a mission, I'm, I'm on a mission. Yeah, yeah. You're on a mission. that's right. Yeah. Don't put up with the... Whatever the weather or whatever it might be. That's yeah. That's so, t- so tell us, for, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have, that have heard the name and, you know, they've used the, the products and the calls, but uh, how, did, how did this idea first, like how old were you when, you when you first decided that you wanted to, or how did the process start going this direction? Okay, an answer to a bunch of questions. I think I was 32 when we moved to uh, Montrose, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was very fortunate in the fact First of all, of the guy upstairs, and uh, after that, I got to watch diaphragm calls be born. 
So when it first came out, they were made out of lead frames. Second go around, I saw it was toothpaste tubes where they had taken a heavy, heavier gauge aluminum around the top with shears, make a little horseshoe, drop it, and, and it, it was a condom. It was not latex. <laughs> So, <laughs> and it was not used, though. <laughs> to his knowledge, and to our knowledge, there was a blow dryer there. So, who knows? <laughs> Those were the early days. It wow. was the early days. So, you said you, you you didn't put a time limit on it. So, at any rate, uh, when all this we had heard about it, but never seen it, and uh, I had a painter, old man painter, that uh, taught me a lot about turkey hunting, him and his son. And I went to his shop one day just to talk. And he was sitting in the back of it in a folding chair just like we are. And he's, and before that, it was something was moving. You're using a box or using a slate call or or even a tube call like a wing bone. Yep. So a lot of movement going on. Well, now this this old fart sitting over there. And he just, I said, Mr. Uncle, how in the world are you doing that? And he told me it was a secret because he's a good turkey hunter, and they don't tell you where the turkeys are or how to call. Yeah, unless you unless you owe them something. So uh, he finally showed it to me, and it was as I described. Uh, I think there was uh, just one piece of latex going across. Did not have any blue tape on it. It was all wrinkled up. I mean, it looked like old bull elk at the end of the season. <laughs> it was not a pretty thing to stick in your mouth. <laughs> and no matter how much you shook it, you couldn't you couldn't make it quit. So, uh, <laughs> true true story. And uh, um, we had that, but also before that, lead frames. And not realizing, I guess, that many years back that lead was that bad for it. At least I, I did, sure didn't know. Yeah. But uh, I've got caps up here, and that lead would hit the back of them caps and, like, short them out. Oh, yeah. So it was hard. For, it took me three months to ever utter a sound. Nobody could teach you. And uh, finally did. And then we watched the progression going from lead to toothpaste tubes. Now we actually have aluminum uh, sheeting stamped out like a racetrack that you bend over in dead center and you have a tape or glue on the frame itself mm-hmm. and devise the way that you could actually put the, the latex down, keep it straight, stretch it out just right, and then bring the other side. It's still mm-hmm. attached, but it's bent up out of the yep. way. Yep. So now you bring that down and clamp. So, so I, I got to watch all that and uh, came out to Colorado going mule deer hunting. And I... Just being from Florida, we knew a lot about hogs. And I came outside of just south of Bags, Wyoming, over into Colorado. I saw the biggest hog wallow at 10,000 feet I've ever seen in my life. Wow. I thought it was a bunch of hogs that had gotten loose. I said, God, damn, there was some big hogs. Look at, look at the track. <laughs> and I didn't, we had no way to learn. Yeah. I, I went to the library and there was nothing on them. Uh, you, you, no magazines, people just, I mean, just nothing was going on, but, um, wild turkey makes a little whistle key as we call it the key key run. They'll whistle and, um, then they'll start yelping, but that whistle just hearing that, I said, I think bet you I can do that. Not knowing what I had just did not know. And so uh, I started doing that, and I, wanted, I was trying to think when I really started doing this in Colorado. 
we moved in 76, and in 77, I was blowing that call, practicing archery with a bunch of guys, mm-hmm. and they were all making fun of me. <laughs> they said, you may call in a baby or something like that or a lost calf or something and that kind of stuff. So um, I got the last laugh on that because they did an article on Outdoor Life shortly thereafter about calling elk with a turkey call. No one had ever done it. Wow. And the phone rang nonstop for months after. And I think off that first article, it also goes to say what we're saying here, how important all this networking is. Mm-hmm. That first that first article, we made $76,000. Wow. Wow. In, in the first four months, yeah. 76000 Wow. So you try to go try to do that now. <laughs> yeah, in one article. Yeah, yeah right, one right. article. So uh, we got a good head start. And, and here's what else was good. And we, we all may want to play this hand. When Outdoor Life did the article, then Field and Stream wanted to. Sports the Field wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I got a lot of secondary. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to we wanna ask you a different question about right. this, that, and the right. other. So uh, I didn't plan none of this. I got to say the good Lord probably did most of it, and I just held on. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, you to talk sure. about that. I I blew a piece of plastic pipe and stuff like this and called elk when I was a little kid, you know, and it would be back. Nobody was doing it back then. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, but, and people do do laugh at it or did laugh at it but yeah. it's like it's kind of like my windstring people still laugh at that but it, it works yeah you know i don't care <laughs> yeah. it, it works and yeah. it, you know but now it's progressed into well, all it, kinds it, of calls and y'all can else. tell i'm bashful Oh yeah, I've noticed. We've noticed. <laughs> I'm bashful. Yeah, so we've, we've noticed. Need to get out of your show a little bit. <laughs> whenever, whenever we first and, and Linda came back, all of a sudden I see her rolling around here a little bit once in a while. So if you need to ask her a question, be sure and do it. But I can remember going down to the drugstore, and uh, we didn't want to buy one bag of condoms. We'd get like twelve bags. <laughs> and didn't this uh, this heavy set lady that had filled out rather good, surely twelve. Bags. <laughs> it reminds me of Diane Sawyer on ABC. I believe she's on whenever Alice comes out. She says, 36 hours? <laughs> That's the way the old gal at the drugstore was going. You need that many? Yeah, golly. So I don't think we ever told her what we really used them for. <laughs> yeah, you just want to leave her in yeah, the dark. Right. Well, yeah. we told her we blew on them, and that didn't Oh, happen. God. <laughs> Oh, that poor lady. <laughs> oh, the starts of these uh, companies. Uh, so that's the, that's the beginning wow. of the early days, and uh, yeah. it's been a great ride so far. I ain't done yet. I'm still reading the book, so I'm going to keep going. That's right. Yeah. Never quit learning. Never. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And and what point did it uh, did it did you realize? I mean, was it the article that really showed that this could be a a, a business that you could do full time, or do you kind of know that you wanted to pursue something yourself? Well, I, uh, I'm just coming into my own. Uh, I, I left uh, at 32 years of age. You yeah. kind of start to say, well, I wonder who I'm going to be the rest of my life. And uh, just coming into my own. Uh, we'd been in pest control for a total of 17 years, and I didn't want the pesticides. So I wanted to try to stay away from them. Yeah. But trying to make a living in Colorado, I was in the business, and we were actually doing pretty well. Uh, when, when we sold, it was only like, I think we did that about eight years, pest control. When we uh, sold, we were doing a quarter of a million. 
Oh, at, wow. in a little town called Montrose, Colorado, quarter million bucks wow. a year. And back then, yeah, uh, that was good stuff. So a lot of good profit because if you know what you're spraying and how to kill weeds or whatever, and do a good job, then you don't have to do it again. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, so anyway, I had good leadership. But uh, this game called stuff and this inventing something and taking, put it in your hand and molding it. I, I have different types of wood, like a call conditioner. At first, call conditioner made out of heart pine out of South Carolina. It's beautiful stuff. So it was almost like you're whittling, but uh, I, I enjoyed that part of it to the point. I told my wife we had to make a decision. I said, we need to sell the pest control. I said, the game call business, I said, it's, it looks like it's wide open. Uh, looks like there's a lot of products could be designed. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out to be true, uh, when we first started, we had, I think, eight or nine, pro- well, we had two diaphragms, a squeeze corn purse, a grunt tube, and I think that was it. Mm. When we sold, we were doing over a million dollars with it. And we had 108 products Wow! that we had designed and, excuse me, taken to the market. And you guys understand taking it to the market with your wind detector. Yeah. You can take it to the market all you want, but to get people to carry it's a whole different it's deal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly. So to have 108 products in the marketplace with the Cabela's and the Bass Pros and the Walmarts and whoever else we could get it in with, mm-hmm. um, that's what we did. But on this go around with Native, uh, we decided we don't want to go to Walmart. So we're going to keep it just where you see it mm-hmm. in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite the, that's quite the process. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? And, and did do you, uh, so you had more than just your, yourself, right? And growing into this, this business, who all was involved in that, uh, in that growth? My wife and two kids. Mm-hmm. And a wine rammer. <laughs> His dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. My son Mark was just old enough to do a little bit, but not much. He had not gone into the rut yet, which was another story. <laughs> so he was just between wandering and rutting. And uh, finally got him out in the woods and <laughs> he called in a bull and actually called five in. First time we ever used a fighting cow call, we called five bulls in one spot. Wow. And we had yeah. used diaphragm calls, which we had had for six or six or eight years, I guess. But they love the, they love the pitch of the fighting cow call. Mm-hmm. They actually call it the green weenie, the consumers do. They would call in order. You got them green weenies and weenie, I guess they were thinking because it's small. <laughs> Don't go to good, does it? <laughs> anyway. That's a good one, though. It's, it's, a, good it's a good call. call. It works yeah. great. Go. Works yeah. great. You never know nice. what's going to work. So they either come to you because they're in love, or coming to you to fight you. So yeah, that's true. Exactly. And so when did um, so? But you've been using the before you met him personally. I mean, you you guys have been using the yeah. Calls I've before used that? you know I've used um multiple different types of calls. I've used Wayne's calls a lot from way back because obviously yeah. he started way back. Like oh, this is yeah. cool. You know, yeah. When they first come out, and so definitely right off the bat, and then I. You know, especially calling elk or whatever, I've learned if if something don't work, try something else. You know, so you, you try different brands as it, as it progressed. Um, the other thing I've learned, too, is if there's something super popular, everybody wants to use it, 
don't use it because yeah. they've all, they all have heard it thousands of times. And it's like, you know, and it's just, but yeah, Wayne's calls have been great. Um, it's like his, yeah. his fancy green weenie there. We, <laughs> you know, I killed a bull with that this year. And, yeah. And because he was love, you know, same type of deal. He's <laughs> yeah. just squawking cow estrus. He come, little tongue just a flop and he's so excited. <laughs> yeah. And it got him dead. And Candy's was the opposite. That bull, he called yeah. in for her. He just he was gonna, coming to kick his ass. Yeah, so using his bugle too. Yeah. You know, but yeah, this, but no, his calls have been great. And, yeah. Here, and let me great pause person. real quick. Um, if you want to keep putting this stuff, you, you're welcome to do that. It's not going to make too much noise or anything. So you, yeah, you go ahead and do that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hold you up. So no, you're good. You know what? Could While we get one stopped. of the, the other the Sallys? We call it. Oh sure. If we could hold that. The, oh yeah, the little girl. What is it? <laughs> the, what? The, the butthead. The butthead butt decoy. Yeah. Honey, just lift that butthead of all fat stand. Because <laughs> we can pick up right where we left off, yeah. and this is what we use. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. It's really cool. She says maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ella? <laughs> we called it Sally. Okay. I'll undo this so we can get it down where you can see it. Maybe. There we go. Nice. There we there go. You are. Yeah. There. That's the nice, Ella. I, I met one just like you. We call it Ella. <laughs> you're they love might be me. sisters you're me. <laughs> but yeah that's another little thing wayne's got it works great you know i mean that 3d is something about it you know when decoys work yeah. everybody knows that but when you take this 3d and you just twist it just enough to where they see that profile and that's like or i take the ear you know and i twitch them a little bit you know and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like oh i mean it fires them up sometimes you know, you know when nothing i nothing works 100 percent of the time but right right when I knew it was going to work, is and I did it on purpose, is we take our prototypes out, and I hid around the barn, and the mules were coming to the barn, and I stuck it out there and did that ear flip. <laughs> <laughs> Running back and forth. Yeah. I said, I'm going to have to get them calmed down so I can get, you know, Ella or Bella or whatever you want to call it, Sally Mae. But uh, yeah. to see animals react to it. I said, okay, if my dog's going to react, if my mule's going to react, it's probably going to work. Yeah. And this sucker absolutely worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy good. And yeah. I like I like the uh, addition of the, the security that, that headband. The, the rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did that because of rifle hunting, but a young lady that her dad retired from Colorado Division of Wildlife, and he was in charge of hunter safety. Yeah. And so she was into the hunter safety sort of stuff. And... uh she said, we need to put some kind of something on there, yeah. which we were torn with the idea. So she made this and sent it to us. And since that point in time, uh, we, if they go out the door, they got that on. Yeah. But, what but what's want. interesting is the elk, nobody cares. No, they don't, they don't see no. They don't yeah. see that. Yeah. They don't and see they're it. looking at shades of gray, as I understand. Mm -hmm. It's shades of gray, so they just don't see this blaze orange. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Closest I've had an elk was standing right there at that tripod licking my decoy while I'm holding it. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! So we yeah. we all do a story sometimes just about call-ins. Yeah. And uh, another, they're all exciting and they're yeah. all unique. Yeah. I uh, just did that one in Kremlin. I told you about taking a lady right, and yeah. her daughter. Mm -hmm. 
and we trudged up the side of the hill and we got up there it was three feet of snow or knee deep snow. Yeah. And it was not nothing had broke the snow. I said, God. I said, Well, I'm here, I will give it a try. Yeah. And there's a story here as well. <laughs> Call as loud as you can. Who's gonna do it? There ain't a guiding outfitter that I have talked to, not many humans that I have talked to and demonstrated this real loud obscene hurt your ear. But I did that three times in about five minutes, just a series of it. And I just looked out the left side as I cannot believe it. So they're sitting in a chair right here next to a tree. The bull is behind them 60 yards. Oh, wow. Two bulls and a cow. And she had a cow tag. I could not get them to turn around. Oh, wow. You know, they, they knew how to pull the trigger, but they did not know how to move in the woods yeah. and be a pre <laughs> and stay, stay a predator. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were more playing, uh, throwing, uh, snowballs at, at each other. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I was broken hearted that this, it was, the picture just burns in your mind. Clear. Just imagine it as clear days you could ever find snow without any indentions in the snow just like god had just thrown it out there a few minutes earlier mm -hmm. and behind that here comes a bull of like a four-point bull and here comes a cow and here comes another four-point bull and they walked almost in unison and it was so neat when they turned that head they all all of the same yeah. way yeah it was beautiful yeah, yeah. so all that for naught <clears throat> <laughs> ah, it's etched in your memory. Oh. It's still, an, it's still yeah. a memory. It's yeah. still an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those are the ones you remember the most. Exactly. It's like you mess yeah. up on. Yeah. <laughs> the first bass that Linda ever caught weighed 10.6, largemouth bass. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was fishing later, and I caught one that weighed around 10.6 or so, a big fish. Uh -huh. And wow. put him on a stringer, and I felt a real hard pull on a stringer, and no more fish. Broke, wow! Broke loose of that string. Oh wow! Both of them. Well, she no hers was caught er, okay, like so, a week or so. So earlier. she was the champion then. That she day. was the champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys have spent a lot of time, obviously, out in the out in the woods and 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 pursuing animal and obviously testing out the yeah. the products that you're. So how how much? Uh, uh, I know as as running a uh, or just building up this business, did you have to? find that you had to give up some of that at times to put in the time you needed to, to, to keep this going until enough people were running those things or what, well, what did you do kind of along the way? My wife and I had an understanding. Uh, she called it hunting. I called it field research and product <laughs> evaluation. Exactly. <laughs> business. <laughs> That's business. Uh, yeah. Well, we would, I, I did hunt quite a bit and she was very patient uh, we, uh, but we love the life as far as camping and going and hearing right. elk bugle and mule yeah. deer and then later turkeys. And, um, I, I would say that I may have passed up a little bit as far as hunts scheduled to be out in the woods yeah. for something else. Yeah. Um, uh, but I didn't, I didn't give up a lot of that because the pest control company we sold. Yeah. Okay. And, and now we're little, we got some yep. cash in our pocket. Yep. And so we don't feel as desperate. I will say this. When we first started the pest control in Montrose, Colorado, we just about starved to death. So we got over that hump. But then we had the pest control supporting us while sure. the game call business took off. Ah, yeah. So it worked pretty well. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah, I feel like that's a big, uh, a big benefit to, to doing those things along the way. Even when, um, my brother and I grew up working for my dad's business, he had a construction business. And so we, we learned, uh, owning your own business and what that's like from him. But then when we decided to, to take on this other side passion of ours of taking video and photography, uh, we didn't, we didn't quit our day job just to go out and pursue this one thing. We kept that going, did the rest, everything yeah. else, nights and weekends, whenever we could. And, and that's, right. I feel like that's, it's, it's a smarter way to, to do things. You don't, you don't quit your, your day job until you can right. really, uh, have enough to go full bore. And then you do have to jump over the a, edge a right, little then bit. There's a point. There, there's there a is point a point where, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's like, like, these ladies <laughs> camps were like, man, where yeah. do we go with these? You know, it's like, there's right. a point. It's yeah. a this is job. becoming a full-time really? job. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what do we do with it? Yeah. You know, because how many camps are you doing every year? We're doing three, but I yeah. think this year we'll probably have to do at least one more. Okay. Yeah. And it's just a full-time job, you know, by scheduling all that, putting yeah. it all together. And then and, and I see that, I see that with it. you, too. Uh, yeah, Wayne, he's came Wayne to a couple there. of them this last year and yeah. did a seminar and nice. made the ladies laugh. And it was laugh. really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how was that originally uh, started, or what, what was the kind of the initial idea for that, and how long has it been? Well... So I trained horses and worked on ranches most of my life. I hunted, but didn't think of myself as a hunter. So when I met Randy and we started doing the shows and everything, and when I was training horses, I realized that women have a huge desire to learn, build their confidence, you know, go on with something in life. And the horses at that time was. So I looked at him and I said, why can't we do that with hunting? And at first he was like, yeah, I don't think so. But we had one camp. I wouldn't quit. And so we had one camp. We had 20 ladies there in Oregon. And the next year, it was sold out instantly, and we just started adding and adding, and now we're in this, we don't know where to go. So, And so it's, so it's how many years has that been then? This is year six. Year six. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, it's really, and we've got a lot of great sponsors on board. We're starting to bring in not only excellent instructors, but people like Wayne Carlton yeah. and, and, you know, Brenda Weatherby, and a few people have been at all of these, and the ladies just absolutely love it. And these ladies are excelling like you would never, ever imagine. Yeah. yeah Open cool a new chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to explain until you've attended a camp. Because, uh, I mean, that's when we're really going and not making no money at it, just helping people. You know, you're thinking sometimes, why am I doing this? Then you, once the camp's over, like, wow, that's why we do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, and yeah. then that's why we, every sponsor we do, we try to talk them into bringing a rep or somebody and attend the camp yeah, and be part of the camp. And then they're hooked. Mm-hmm. It's a guaranteed hook. I tell yep. you right now, yep. because they enjoy it so much, you know, it's like, yeah. it's hard to explain it till you've attended it. Even the guys now, yeah. it's like the men in the Oregon camps, there's a lot of men come, yeah. you know, they can't attend the classes, but they get to attend the camaraderie afterwards and yeah. the campfires and all the, these ladies and listening to their life stories and why they're there. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are there for some sort of a healing process. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking. It's kind yeah. of a it's ministry. Like, wow. Yeah. It's so I did crazy a cool. podcast yesterday with the Mule Deer Foundation and Jeremy that's, um, <clears throat> I think he's the president of the chapter right here out of Salt Lake. And they came just as volunteers last year to help at our Utah camp. Mm-hmm. And his wife just came along. She didn't really like to shoot or do a whole lot. She'd done a little bit of hunting, but not much. And he said he was almost in tears because she would come back from every class motivated and feeling confident. And, and then the funniest part, what he told me yesterday was 
he says she was on her iPad all the time, and I thought maybe she was just texting a boyfriend or something. And she was <laughs> she was taking her hunter education class wow. to get her card, and she didn't want to tell him until after she'd passed. And he says he, he just gets wow. goosebumps watching how much she's progressed yeah. in a year. So yeah, that's amazing. What was your experience with with that? Getting to go and <laughs> and share with them. It was it was interesting, and uh, I'm like what they say. Unless you stood there and heard it and, and seen them, uh, you probably you just don't have a true picture. Mm-hmm. But once you go, then something reaches out saying, "Let's let's help more." And yeah. and and also, you, you feel sad in the fact as to what some of the stories are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, you know how can how can you help all that sort of no, stuff? No, you wish you could fix everything. Obviously, we can't. can't. Yeah, yeah. There's around that campfire at night. I'm pretending not to cry at times, but <laughs> but it's shocking. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's there's some incredible stories yeah. out there, people. But well, and it's it's such an interesting just as but. as all of us being hunters know that what that type of environment, the people and industry. I mean, just just the the camaraderie that you have that in that um, mutual you know, connection that you have with these people and, how, and what it right. can do to yourself, spending time out in the woods and, oh, yeah. and with the people and, and, and reconnecting. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Right. That's what, you know, I feel I've taken for granted a lot of it because I grew up in it. You know, my dad was an outfitter. It's, you know, how long have you been hunting? Well, I don't, I guess forever. I mean, I don't know. It's just part of my life. Yeah. And, and so you take trails. that for, you know, you're yeah. taking that for granted. And then when you see, wow, they're just that little tiny bit of knowledge that they're gaining. It's just, Sparking an ember, which they can take and go as far as they want, yeah. you know. But you're just trying to get this. You know, obviously, you can't teach them everything in three days. You couldn't even, you can't even get started. But at <laughs> but least you can build gets, that yeah. fire. Yeah. Even just on our morning hikes in the morning, yeah. those ladies come back, and I said, "So how was it in God's country this morning?" And they said, "This is what we want to do. Whatever we have to learn, so that we can spend more time out there. The city life and the hustle and bustle of today's." society just drains you and you never have that spiritual renewal and time out there looking yeah. at what god created yeah and it's and exactly. we've been blessed to this type of sponsors that have come on board you know i mean just incredible people and stuff you know lupo <laughs> weatherby you know and mountain ops and yeah you know bench made bench yeah. made's yep. been great i mean it's just i can't even explain how many you know yeah. how many just like and but they send a rep yeah once they've sent a rep like they're in you yeah know? it's like yeah. great they see the value that's in why it. Yeah. Hey, we need a cameraman at one of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> right just saying yeah, yeah. come on now i'm a, uh, well i i'll try to be open <laughs> we'll, try to, we'll try to give you the dates and yeah to do that sometime. Um, that'd be great yeah well, i want to go back to the beginning of the conversation you said how do you get started yeah uh what linda and i have found out is don't owe anything if you own your house or if you own the building or if you own the property or whatever, if you're heavily in debt trying to go into a new business, it's much harder. Yep. So even with uh, Native right now, even though we've got some money in the bank, uh, it's still uh, to the point you don't want to write another check for a few days or a yeah. few weeks or whatever. Right. But uh, I, I was taught from financial guys, uh, just the less you owe, the more you can make. Oh yeah, right. and Absolutely. if you owe everything, as soon as you make it, you owe it. You never can really get that to reproduce. Yep. So you yep. just have to watch about that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's a very valuable principle, and I, and I'm I'm very blessed to be raised in a family that that spoke the same way exactly. and 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 learned 
how to, to, to manage those types of things. I mean, we, we never grew up with an allowance. We actually homeschooled our whole family. We got a big family, seven kids. And, and, uh, it was a real blessing because we were able to be taught the right, um, you know, values growing up in, in a Christian home and, yep. and also in the business seeing my dad working hard, but he worked there. Right. We, we actually had the, his office was right on the same property as our house growing right. up. Your allowance and was your, what you got to exactly, eat. Exactly. This is your allowance. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're allowing that's you a, that's to, to continue <laughs> to survive. That's what my yeah. dad was. Your allowance yeah. is exactly life, and buddy. it's it's such a it's, <laughs> it. it sets the standard yeah, the cool. precedent for so many more things beyond that cuz we as soon as we were old enough then we would step in and start working and right. and we worked for my dad's business we took on our own ideas and mm-hmm. and ran with them for a bit and you know he was always so encouraging and even though he was completely open for my brother and I to step in and and take over the business and, right. and do what he was doing we had a passion in other areas and he exactly. was so supportive of that and allowing right. us to pursue what we were really wanting to do. That's and he, and he, he was, he was behind us all the way. And that's, that's great. That's cool. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing for sure. Right. And then, and then you've been able to have your family continue to be involved now with your, right. With your uh, kids. Our son is, uh, I think around 43, 44 years old. I don't ever keep track too well, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's amazing. Two things that made he he used to have a real hard temper, and uh, it was not very pretty. Well, he's got two little daughters. Oh, that'll soften you. And he is now a sweetheart, but he also he's a full time firefighter. Okay. So it took him four or five years to get through the ranks to to be employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he saw enough stuff, real life, inside of cars, dead and whatever. Yeah, that life is a different meaning, and uh, he's he's really calmed down. And actually, I told him the other day, I said, "You're actually a pleasure to kind of be around now." <laughs> <laughs> and once we got the rut settled, then the rut settled. settled. <laughs> once he once he got the rut settled, uh, he he started coming back a little bit. But relation is good. And then I've got a one. Linda and I have a wonderful daughter. Uh, she's in the medical industry that. She is actually a facilitator or a go-between for nine doctors and their staff. Wow. So she's trying to keep all the fires out that's created in that atmosphere. And they're four miles from the house. Perfect. So that ain't bad. (laughs) Yeah. That ain't bad. Keeps them close. Well, yeah. Before we wrap this up, you got any calls you want to show that are waiting to talk about real quick? Let's see your your current lineup that you got going on here. Get this. Well, I didn't bring them all. Um, <laughs> There's a great wing right there. We're in the yeah. booth, but uh, th- th- actually, this be good to to blow this because this is what I did to call the two bulls and a cow in. Uh huh. We don't want to peg you out there. <laughs> so it's something like this. And uh, we're using a decoy. I'm trying to sound like a, an elk that's in trouble. Yeah. I'm exasperated. Yeah. So, so, so at, at, at any rate, uh, most most people will not blow a call that hard. Yeah. They just, because it never happened. But that's where I have the advantage that I've seen what that sort of stuff does. And, and I talk more and more about the pitch, the edge of the call, the edge of the sound. Yeah. It's like a real sharp knife is real sharp, but mm-hmm. you can also get a lot of cutting from a dull knife, not a dull knife. It has a different edge to it. Yep. 
but in sound and uh, trying to make wildlife do what I wanted to do at yeah. the time I'm there. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm fortunate yeah. that I've learned that not only with elk, but turkey and whatever, antelope. Yeah. Have any of you called antelope in? I've called antelope a little nope. bit. They're, I did not know that was a thing. You can <laughs> take a, a high pitch, <laughs> take a high pitch white tail call, and just imagine their hoof hitting the ground. How they look. Bup, 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 bup. <laughs> if you got a decoy, hang on. <laughs> hang <laughs> on. And I called one one antelope up for Doctor Donald Turk, who lives in Medford, dang Oregon. Wow. And I called this uh, antelope in for him, broadside. I said, get him, Doc. He's about 25 yards away. Doc released, and the decoy disappeared, and the antelope is still standing where it was. Uh-oh. He shot the dang decoy. Now, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a new one I've never heard. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a realistic-looking yeah. decoy. Doc, so his want, doc, the doc don't want you talking about that. The, the, <laughs> I did say he was a Medford, Oregon, ladies and gentlemen. Go by and say the name of Dr. Donald Turk. Look <laughs> <laughs> him up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, awesome. I said, Doc, I said, well, what, what, you shot my decoy. And so, you know, your, your pin's up high, your arrow's down low in that little space. So the arrow hit dead center just below the the line of the back of the the decoy. Yeah. But it was so funny. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. But I, I use that, whether it be antelope, whether it be grizzly bear, whether it be black bear, whether it be elk, whether it be moose, and especially moose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to create a habit where they, they're either going to come, and if they ain't coming, then they're going to leave the country. Mm. Uh, and so many times I'll call going, and there, nobody wants to bring the same trail back on elk and turkeys. I'm sure to work on moose too, but you may not hear anything for the hour of walking away. But when you come back, they're waiting on you. Mm. A lot of times we walk away from animals, especially when it's unseasonably warm. It's hot. You don't, God, I'm sweating my butt off. Uh, you just don't want to be out there in it. Yeah. Well, elk are the same way. They they want to be in the timber, mm-hmm. but they don't get up and start bugling. I've I've actually watched them. They just kind of get up and stretch, and they just, they just come walking. Mm-hmm. They're not not ever said a sound, but it just come up. And if you do hear a sound, early part of the season, if you do hear a <laughs> just a little bit, you probably should be ready. Yeah, because I find if I hear just a little bit, they're on the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm about ready to go. I, I tell you what's got me fired up is looking at them pretty tents. Montana <laughs> Canvas got one up, and yeah. a couple of other ones. Yeah, but just walking, seeing them tents. Oh, well, that makes some, you feel like home, huh? That's yeah. some good sleeping. It's time to get out there, right? Yes. I wrote a yeah. song, and part of it is sleeping on the ground a long ways from town to bring your life back where it should. Amen. That That's kind of good. thing. That's good. So, and hearing the uh, the campfire in the camp, it's ridge pole being bent to make sleeping in a tent feel so good, and. uh uh, I pick up on that, and sometimes we go on a, it's two things. You're just lucky to get back, but you're very appreciative that you're gone. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you never feel it if you don't do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Get well, out right there. that You can't feel it if you don't do it. That's right. There you go. You got another <laughs> song. Got there you go. You're still coming up. <laughs> uh, maybe I have to work on that, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. You heard it here first. <laughs> start yeah. of a start of a block, or uh, not a blockbuster. What's it? 
what's the hit song? Hit songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What uh? What other items you got here? To I don't, I don't really have much. So. You got your rippets and your <laughs> just your a few things. Reeds. What kind of reeds you got there? I'll let you hold here. that. I'll hold, hold the, the green, green weenie. weenie. Oh. I got Sally and the green weenie. And I got the diaphragm. That's a match. <laughs> <laughs> here is uh, we we designed a diaphragm that had a dome on it, a white dome, mm-hmm. and I'm the one that did that. And we sold to 100 Specialties just before I did that. And I had a contract with him that any of my thoughts for five years were theirs. So I put this thing together with the dome, gave it to 100 Specialties, and then they lost it to litigation to Will Primos. Mm. So uh, that stuck with me pretty hard. So finally that patent ran out, and then everybody else in the industry had their version of a dome. I didn't want to go there. So I said, okay, let's don't have a dome. But I really like what we can do with that latex by uh, having this trough for that to float up into while you're blowing it. Mm. That's my favorite. Yeah. I'm going to have to get a longer tongue or a shorter mic. So it depends on what you do and how you blow on the latex itself. Make one does them all. <laughs> make a goose with it. Yeah, <laughs> you, do a you can do a goose with it. Yeah. I do a goose wow. call with them too. Toad, howl, yeah, whatever. Wow. So just been able to learn that, and uh, that kind of came from upstairs. I'm thinking just the ability to look at something and say, okay, well, if we do this or do that, yeah, or at least give it a try. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So what was fun about this patent? We got 42 claims on that. Yeah. Wow. I don't see how that could all fit, do you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's yeah. it's kind of a learning process, uh, but I think that's my fourth patent. Yeah. Uh haven't been in business as long as I have. And we had other ideas, but I just didn't feel like I wasn't spending the money to. Yeah. Like it's, it's just it's pretty yeah. expensive. You can get it's a lot expensive. of money tied up in a patent. Yeah. 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 So, Especially when they all work. Yeah. 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 But, well, it's it's a, it's a continuity of the. The creativity and and also the people behind it. I mean, that's that just shows through beyond just having a a product as well. And that's as it seems like that's been that's been showing true over many years. Huh? Somebody asked that question yesterday. Uh, it's not about the money, and for whatever reason, I don't think about the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so into the product and carving it and dialing it and, and sanding it. And uh, to hear that thing or to see that thing work or to hear yeah. it, it's just like uh, That's cool. writing songs and recording songs is like have, <laughs> watching a baby be born because it starts yeah. with just some idea. Right. And then you put the idea the together product. on a spreadsheet or it could be on a spread. And uh, then you see all that come together. And especially on the song, the reason I'm saying that is I'm not a good singer. I've got some thoughts about songs. But when you go to Nashville and Lori Morgan's, her, some of her band members are there, and Oak Ridge Boys and different ones. Uh, Garth Brooks, fiddle player, 
when you're in that kind of talent. Yeah. If you could just stutter, they make <laughs> you sound great. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. you see all that stuff born. So, like you're talking about the goosebumps, uh, you go back and listen to a song that you wrote on a piece of newspaper or whatever <laughs> with uh, just no idea of it. And then to hear it come out the way it does, like, holy mackerel. Yeah. Pretty nice. Cool. So, yeah. and it's like, uh, Calling the elk in. I think one of my best call. Do we need to quit? No, we're we're good. We can. I think one of my best setups is I took a guy from Idaho that had won a hunt up at West Elk Wilderness, and we were at twelve thousand, right around twelve thousand feet, eleven, <clears throat> eleven, twelve, something like. That. And it was the first morning. Well, the first morning of the hunt, we couldn't go because it, it was snowing too hard. This is in August. Yeah. But when you're 12,000 feet, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're up there, and it's 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 uh, blowing and going. And we said, oh, I said, let's just back out. I don't want to mess this place up. So we went back and spent the day in the camp sleeping on them cots inside that tent, having coffee and cake. And yep. people stopping by and camps and, God, I didn't know you were up here, that kind of thing. So the next day we go back out, and I had myself, a friend, the guy's doing the shooting in his friend, four people, four, four adults. And uh, got to the spot where I thought the elk could hear us if they were there. And I went through all my calls for 50 minutes, not 15, 50, 50 wow. minutes. Went through my calls numerous times. And I'm, I'm really wanting to get up moving every time I think about it. No, nah, I can't do it with this crowd. So I gave it one more shot, just doing high pitch. And sure enough, I'm just kind of putting them away, getting ready to get up. <laughs> and at 12,000 feet, it just bangs. All the mountaintops, all the timber, oh, rocks. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. So I, I, at that point in time, I had won. Whether we got him or not, I had won. Because in my mind, I said, I know he's here. Yeah. I don't want to scare him. So I tried to call him up to where we were, and he wouldn't come up to us. So. We got out of that drainage, went to another drainage, went down away from him, came up, got dead even. Repositioned. Yeah. Just, just kind of repositioned and uh, using that little green cow call. And that, everything is dead mm-hmm. quiet. And I go, yeah. And he cuts me off. <laughs> so I hit it one more time and he got stronger. And I didn't play it again. He comes around the corner, so help me. Had eight feet of spruce tree hanging off his antlers. He had broke a spruce tree eight feet. Wow. And there, it looks like he's bringing putt wood in. <laughs> it was wow. beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And this guy shot him at 17 yards. Wow. With that spruce tree hanging. Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> That's really that cool. That is so awesome. So he gave me goosebumps again. <laughs> That's fun, yeah. That was a good one. So, uh had had some still got the same mules had some good mules there and uh quartered that sucker up and i use uh swedish army packs on for my pack saddles uh-huh. and uh, i put that entire elk on that mule wow, wow. And brought it out wow having having the right <clears throat> the right equipment and the right uh yeah. animals to make things happen and having the good people along with you too that's and actually i was fun. holding on to the the lead I was, the antlers were getting hung up on some small spruce trees because I couldn't, I was trying to get out of the timber just to get up yeah. on grass. Yeah. 
And uh, so I had to step around to pull the, you know how you pull the tree back around the antler or the the stake that you have or the stick right. that you got. Yeah, your pack there. And uh, so I did that and I kind of lost thought of what I was doing. So I slipped and went underneath a mule out the other side. Oh, no. Still holding that rope. <laughs> and that mule never bugged. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Wow. That mule it never moved. <laughs> so we still got that mule. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Oh, yeah. Always fun. All, all Always the stories fun. from from being out in the woods, and I think I know that's I can sit really and talk them us. all day long. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what do you? Yeah, it's just amazing. But that's yeah. what brings us together. But. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So, if you want to yeah. learn more about Wayne's calls? Go to Native yeah. by Carlton and see what he's got. Yeah. Where Where do we find out more about everything that you guys ladies are doing? Camp. Ladies hunting camp. It's ladies just ladieshunting dot com. Yeah. And they have a Facebook page, Ladies Hunting Camp. Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. We have Extreme Desire, Facebook, yeah, Instagram. You, we have Inst- yeah. we Extreme got Desire, that's still on the end. Right. Also, Extreme, you guys' page. Yeah, we have as a well. YouTube page, Extreme yeah. Desire, with lots of shows, episodes, yeah. quick clips, lots Some of podcasts. footage on there. Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, just different things. You can just see yeah. one we did with Wayne last year here. Yeah. I have to go back and look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We I should, don't, I don't we should just it. put some of his stuff up he did at ladies' camp on Oh, there. that was some hilarious. Good laughter. <laughs> but, yeah. So check right. it out. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you all for, for being a part of the, the, the show today. And I definitely appreciate spending time with you as well. And, I appreciate and the, the opportunity. And, yeah. Well, definitely. Uh, and we'll be, we'll be sure to stay in touch. <laughs> we'll do so. it. Yeah. Through these guys, I'm sure. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you again. And uh, we'll be talking again soon. Thank Thanks. you. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.